Ladies rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. I'm most interested to see what everybody's wearing. And I'm really interested in just like soaking up the whole atmosphere and being with everyone. And I want to get on the mall later and walk towards the palace and see them on the balcony. That's what I really want to see. It's um, very exciting. We've not had a coronation for over 70 years, so quite momentous. I think I'm really looking forward to when he gets crowned because I think that's quite an important moment and it hasn't happened in literally forever. Coronation means to me, it means continuation of an old ancient ceremony, basically, you know, part of our country. I'm excited about the whole thing, really. I I enjoyed the Jubilee. It was sad that she died. End of an era, like, you know. Is there a particular royal you're most excited about? Yes, actually, Prince Harry. Prince Harry? Yeah. Oh, tell me more about that. I've just generally quite liked him and one of my mum's friends has met him in real life and she actually tried to crouch down a bit because on pictures he looks tall but he's actually not. (laughs) From London, England, this is the Royally Obsessed Coronation Special. Here's Rachel and Roberta. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. We're bringing you a very special coronation episode from London. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. And before we get into everything, of course, email us your thoughts on the coronation, info at gallerypodcast.com, and keep up with our on-the-ground reporting from London at Royally Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. All right, before we get into all that, we are recording from the Londoner Hotel in Leicester Square. It's been so jubilant everywhere, Roberta. I also feel like this souvenir uh, FOMO. <laughs> Don't you feel like that wherever you walk around, everyone has like a one-up souvenir that's like, whether it's Camilla and Charles's face, those little hammers that everyone's hitting with the coronation flag on it. It's been really, really festive. I know. The mood here is incredible. So we need to set the scene for you guys. And after that, we'll go through the top three moments that stood out to each of us. All right. But first, Rachel, set the scene for us. I mean, I just feel like one thing I want to point out is Roberta and I have been here since Wednesday morning, I think it was. I don't even remember. And we've slept maybe 10 hours. Like, I don't even feel like we've slept at all. And last night was another example. I think when you have an early alarm, you're just like anxiety sleeping. So we were up at 3.30. We did not go to the mall, but that was because we had a press engagement with Times Radio UK, which they've had us on before. And we went in person, which was such a thrill immediately after. Wait, side note, do you think King Charles was anxiety sleeping last night? (laughs) Absolutely. We talked about that this morning. (laughs) He definitely was nervous. I mean, about everything. There's a lot of pressure on today. So we weren't alone last night in our very little sleep, but then it worked out okay. Like you said, we were on Times Radio UK. We made our way to Green Park to the screening site, which was so amazing because we got such a good spot. But first, we also went down to the mall. We did attempt the mall. We were late because of our media engagement. We tried it out. It was madness. It was one of those things where you felt a little bit overwhelmed by the crowds. And that's an obvious statement, but we just knew that we wanted a little bit of an exit strategy and we needed an absolute view of this proceedings. It was way too packed for us. Service wasn't great down there. So anyways, we came up, we had all these plan A, B, C, which took us to Green Park. So Green Park, we, they actually closed the front entrance to this screening site. It was supposed to be at capacity By a miracle, Rachel and I didn't get in, but by a miracle, the guards started letting people in again. And so we scrambled in through the entrance and 
it was wonderful. The screen was massive and they projected the entire thing from start to finish. We were sitting among the British people and people from all over the world around Yeah, someone us. from New Zealand was right behind me. And then there were kids that were just, you know, in the outskirts of London, but just in smaller towns that all came in, all decked out. It was so wonderful. And I think just to have that view, and there was so much history that was shared. I, you know, we were there hours before it started, but they really did a great job, the palace did, and the networks of having kind of just nonstop coronation content that gave you a lot of the backstory. And I will say what I love most about the screen site was that the little details. So they had a person playing the bagpipes as everyone walked in, which was so lovely. And then I'm very British, of course. And then also in Scottish and we had, there were food trucks set up. So people, if they didn't bring food, Rachel and I went to Marks and Spencer before. So we got a few little things, but you could get coffee, you could get snacks and there was tons of porta potties, bathrooms, whatever. It was actually really nice to be there. there we was, didn't bring a blanket, though. We didn't bring a blanket because, again, we didn't know our plan. But so we we kind of pivoted the whole day, which was great. But we didn't have a blanket. We also didn't have umbrellas, Roberta. Was this a catastrophic mistake? A catastrophic mistake because it downpoured almost the entire time. By the end, I was shivering, soaked to the bone. Yeah, we didn't have coats because it was also kind of warm, too. So we really were like, we're okay. And the rain has been predicted almost every day and then not happened. So we took a chance we lost. We lost bad and we just went with it. And I still feel okay about it. We've had hot showers. We're back in the room and we feel good. Also, it rained on every on the last two coronations in 1953 and 1937. So this just was on brand for today. That was a good call. There was also a lot of booze. Yeah. Lots of booze. It was very British that it rained. I, I loved the uh, group of kids that was next to us. We had an amazing group of school kids that were so hilarious. They had cardboard cutouts of Charles and Camilla. And these were actually not life-size, but half-size. It was like from the waist up. And they were <laughs> making them dance. They were running around. They were hitting them with hammers, those blow-up hammers that you mentioned at the beginning. So, I mean, it was just hysterical. Yeah, it was great to be in the thick of it. Can we talk about our stroke of luck, our random royally adjacent sighting that happened, Roberta? It was so random. I don't even think I believe it yet that it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just going to mention it that basically we were coming back from our, we were in the in-between of, do we go to the mall? Do we go and sit in this green park area? Can we get in? We're working out all of the details and logistics and we run smack dab into Rose Hanbury and her family. And obviously her children were involved in the proceedings. Obviously there's been a lot of headlines going on in that regard. So they were just super chill and Relaxed, looked very fancy. They were right at the edge of Green Park all together. And so it was pretty exciting. And we felt like, oh my gosh, <laughs> royal sighting, a really good one. Yeah. So the Marquess of Chumley, I believe is how you pronounce their last name. And then obviously, like you said, the two kids were pages of honor for King Charles. And they were waiting at this meeting point in Green Park. It seemed like they were getting ready to be escorted behind these barriers that we obviously weren't allowed to go by. But we wanted to kind of wait and see what happened because we were just kind of just so strange to see them out in the wild like that. Well, I think what was funny, it was pretty close to when the proceedings started and they were all so chill. And then so to see her son, the one that was a little bit older, then appear on the balcony and throughout the proceedings, I was like, how do you go within an hour from just chilling by the concession stand at the edge of the park to being on the world stage. Yeah, the car just whisked them straight to Westminster. It had to have happened, but it was definitely them. We have picture proof. So it definitely was them. It's so, so, so funny to see them. Okay. Should we get into our three things that stood out most to us during the day? Yes. Please take the royal honor and go first. Okay. I think for me, one of the things that stood out to me most from the coronation 
was the cheers of the crowd in each of these big moments. So I think the loudest cheers were really for Kate and William, which was so fun and exciting to see. There wasn't a lot of cheering in between that. There was cheers when Charles was actually crowned and there was cheers for Anne. Which was Anne. That was such a delight, actually. It was kind of, it was very obvious when the cheers happened because it was a lot of silent, respectful watching. And then a certain member of the royal family would get a giant swell from the crowd. What is your, what is your, one of your moments? Okay, Roberta can attest to this. The music. I was so moved. And we had some Roros write in and talk about how unique this is that pieces were commissioned. I loved it. From Pretty Yende, who sang in that beautiful yellow dress right at the start, to the Alleluia chorus when Charles was during the anointing that wasn't displayed on TV or to the crowds. I just felt so, I just thought it was so joyous. And we talked on previous episodes about the contrast between Jubilees and the Queen's funeral and this. And I think that it added seriousness, but also just a lot of fanfare to today. Okay. I know when that O oh, Jerusalem kind of swelled up at one of the biggest moments of the ceremony, it was like, it really like rocked you because it was so loud. The screening site did a really good job of the audio too. So it just was like, it. I felt it inside of myself when all of the music. So that was such a good one. It um, made it feel like you were at a lawn concert, honestly, like in the summer or something. And I don't know, I could picture in like the Berkshires of Massachusetts or something. All right. I think the next thing that stood out to me was seeing Prince Harry at the coronation of his father. Of course, we know, you know, it's a very short trip for him. It seems like he came over on a commercial American Airlines flight last night and he's out today. But just seeing him, seeing him interact with his cousins, Eugenie, Beatrice, even Edo, who put a hand on his back of a it felt like a show of support. It just was really nice to see him. I felt like he was in cousin corner, which feels like a comfortable zone. As you and I have talked, we love our cousins. So I and he had a lot of wonderfully expressive moments. So that was really cool. Speaking of expressive moments, another thing that stood out really to me and to you, I know, was Charles's face when Queen Camilla was crowned. He seemed so happy. He had a huge smile on his face. And I think there's been some memes already about how he was very solemn throughout and, you know, didn't have a lot of didn't have a lot of reactions throughout the day. It's a serious occasion. I get that. But when when the crown was placed on Camilla's head, he just seemed overcome a little bit. And I was overcome. However, my feelings are. I'm they're complicated feelings. Yeah, and the people next to us also got teary, and we kind of exchanged some conversation there. So I think it was something that a lot of people noticed. Yeah, regardless of how I think you feel about Camilla, it's the fact that A, these two people have waited for so, so long, and B, it's just like their love for each other is so strong. That's what I think really touched me. So I totally agree with you, Rachel. Well, and just one caveat to that. I wonder what that moment was like for William and Harry, who were both Mm. in the audience seeing this. It's been talked about for so long. It must have been hard. Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, there's that photo, Getty Images photo of William leaning over when they're all on the balcony and smiling at his dad. It's such a genuine smile. So I have to think that there's a lot of show support for them. It's a big day. All right. Last thing from me, I have to say... Louis antics. Wait, that's my last thing too. <laughs> perfect. Okay, perfect. So we can both talk about it. I mean, he really showed up from the Platinum Jubilee, his same old self. He was so funny. He was yawning before he even walked into Westminster Abbey. He was yawning throughout the ceremony. He was pointing things out to Charlotte, who, by the way, she might be also my third that's fine. That because You're she just was so, so stunning. A little angel dressed in a white cape, Alexander McQueen, I believe, matching with her mom. Same headpiece, same 
basic outfit uh, without the robe, of course. And gosh, Louis, it's just so. And they they walked in holding hands. I just thought that Charlotte and Louis, that was so adorable. And for me, my favorite Louis moment was when he was on the balcony. And I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it to you guys, but the double wave, but sort of the <laughs> checked out face that was a little bit slow-mo. I hope people memify. Is that a word, memify that? Yeah. I just thought that was so charming and 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 sweet. And I also, again, not to, you know, call this out. It's not all on Kate, but credit to Kate and William because it's a hard job. And Louis did a great job. This is a long occasion, even though it was shortened. So I know, I think that people, they give him a hard time for, or like they think he's so silly and whatever, but I feel like he's actually so contained in the realm of that age group of being a five-year-old. It just is really impressive. And And he is hysterical. Without him, I think it would be 10 times more boring. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Oh my gosh. I think about the fact that he's only a couple months older than Finn and there's no way that my five-year-old could hang in the way that Louis does. So impressed. I think bottom line, we are going to be reflecting on so many memorable moments from today. This is a quick episode. We'll get into so much detail on Thursday for our regularly scheduled episode. We couldn't wait till then, obviously, to talk about all this, but it was just so special to be there and be there together. I feel like we're having such a fantastic time getting to meet podcast guests and being here in London. So we'll talk all about that on Thursday. Oh my gosh. Yes, Rachel, totally agree. We are honored and privileged to bring you this on the ground reporting. We are so thrilled to be here together and to share our thoughts with you on the podcast. So, okay, I think it's time and this is going to be a challenge for us, but picking one high and one low from the whole day. I know it's going to be tough. I will kick us off my low. I think my low is just the presence of Diana throughout all this or just the memory of her. I think about, you know, seeing the coronation of Charles and her interview with Martin Bashir for Panorama that she wasn't sure if he'd be king and just her death at such a young age really kind of struck me in that moment too when I saw Charles crowned. And so I think that that was my low is that she's just not here. Yeah, I think her presence has really oddly been felt this whole time as well. Milo is not seeing the full sight yet of Kate's dress, her coronation Alexander McQueen dress. I just feel like I want the full look. I want every detail. Let's go really granular here. And we haven't gotten that yet. She looked fantastic. And I actually, I'm turning this low into a high. I don't mean to, but I did like her. Can we call it a flower crown? I did floral like her. piece. Yeah. I did like her flower crown. <laughs> Is it a flower crown? It's a floral headpiece. I can't even say it, but it looked really, really elegant and tiara-like. Do you think that we'll get a full shot of her without the Royal Victorian Order robe at some point or no? I think so. I think as soon as they departed that balcony appearance, they were in the back Stripped taking off. the really serious photos as a family. And those will be released. Yes. 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 I'm sure that felt good to take off, honestly. All right, my high, Rachel, my high is just our overall sheer dumb luck that we've had all day because really, I mean, it's hard to really put into words, you guys, how lucky we got. Yeah, talk about the cab. Oh, okay, okay. First of all, we got up at 4 a.m. and we were on Times Radio UK and we were running late and had to get a cab and miraculously an empty cab appears, which I just feel like that never happens to us in New York. So like, how did this happen now? Then we got into the screening site even after they said it was at capacity, which was incredible. And I think not being on the Mall was actually really kind of lucky because it rained so much. And I don't think I would have been able to bear being out there for so long. Props to everyone, all the railroads who stood out there all day in the rain. 
I just feel so lucky seeing even the Marchioness of Chumley. I don't think I'm even saying that right, but Rose Hanbury and her kids, like right before we got into the screening site, just such a weird coincidence. So luck. Well, it's just a funny, it's funny to run smack dab into people that are a part of the procession. (laughs) That doesn't happen every day. And no one else noticed. We were the only ones. We were just kind of like, wait a second, is that? It's kind of like when you see a celeb on the street in New York. Someone upstairs is looking out for us for sure. Yes. Okay. My high It's a little bit of a two-parter, but the first is the fact that when we were back in our hotel room, we kind of dished out. We were so wet, you guys. So we came back and we watched the end, the balcony appearance on the TV, the good old TV from the Londoner. And who is right between the king and queen, but one of our most beloved podcast guests, but Chris Jackson. You saw his lens popping up, which was really cool to kind of spot that. But finally, the thing I didn't want to miss at all and was worried about was the flyover. And lucky for us, the window to our hotel opened See, just luck. a little bit. And we had this crystal clear view of the planes that red, white, and blue streaking through the sky. Our glee. You could have, I wish you could have heard us. We should have hit record in that moment. I kind of have chills thinking about it, actually. It was really cool because... I mean, Rachel's describing it perfectly. It was so close to our hotel window and our hotel window is floor to ceiling. We could see everything and it was just, they were right outside as they flew by. I'm just like, I I have my best view. I have my head in my hands thinking about like the video of us is too embarrassing to even share because I am freaking out the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, we killed the audio on some of that. (laughs) We didn't need audio there. I guess I should take that back. Anyways, it has also just been such a high to be here with Roberta, and we are having so much fun. I feel like this is such a treat. We talk about this when we get to record in person, and we're getting a whole week 24-7 together, and we are in lockstep every moment, so it's really fun. I think that was a little bit of a question mark. Not that it wouldn't be fun, but that what would the mood in London be for the crowning of King Charles? I think that's where we we were just so curious. You know, how are Londoners going to look at this? How are British people going to react? Is it really going to be so celebratory? And I think this makes up for missing the Platinum Jubilee, for not even being over for the past three years. Finally, we're in London, and it's been wonderful. So It's been absolutely wonderful. More on that, more on the coronation to come next week for our regular episode. We'll bring you some more uh, behind the scenes as well. And I guess till next week. Till next week. God save the pod. And the king. 